yeah. Yeah. That's right. Oh, yeah. This week on CNG Chat. Bringing the family. Bringing the family together for their healthy dose of Hall and Oat. Folks, we're up behind the water tower in Rodman tonight, recording live. It's great to have y'all with us. And, um, yeah, we uh, just got done recording up here at the water tower. Yeah, we just spent, uh, good golly, quite a quite a hot minute. Yeah, well, we'll get to that a after, couple, though. A couple was, hours, though. Did a little rhythmics tune, and... We did. I'm up here in my jumper. So, as always, we're... On a low budget. On a low budget. Still trying to figure out the best way to do this damn podcast. Um, winging it. Is this number three? This is number four. Did you put the... All of them up? Yeah, all of them up. Even those they? first two. Or the heat in there. Yep. That's great. Those are classic. <laughs> We're going to get a Tony. Um, yeah, a little hauling Oats in the back. What do you think of Daryl Hall? You know, this was a band that back in its day, you know, got a little got a little ridicule. Got a little, they were poked fun of. Well, yeah, you know, and I could see that. And I, I again, I was guilty of that. Um, but like I keep circling back to, the older I get, the more I appreciate the stuff. I remember in school, Tasty. old Terry Kinnear, it's like, what do you guys plan on covering him? I'm like, I'd love to do Hauling Oats, and he just busted <laughs> out laughing, but who's laughing now? Um, yeah, great, but, you know, but I think there was a resurgence in the, the people's love for Hauling Oats in the last yeah. 15 years. I mean, if you could see this music video, it's definitely super cheese. There's a, what is that, a friggin' Black Panther in the background? Snarling? It looks like a scene in the video game Final Fight. It's just like this old dark alley. Um, I had of, something. Oh, go ahead. I, just, I, I lost it. A lot of avant-garde camera work here. They, from what I know, they were already, are all over MTV, saturated MTV. Mm-hmm. You know, I think, you know, people got, got a little fed up with it. And it's not really rock. What do you consider this? I mean, it rock to me is a real broad thing, but this is like pop. They can. This is it. soft rock. This is yacht rock. If you get serious no, satellite it's radio, not yacht rock. Yacht rock. This is, this stuff plays on yacht rock radio all the Christopher time. Christopher Cross is yacht rock. Steely Dan's yacht rock. Pablo Cruz is yacht rock. You wouldn't listen to this if you had a nice boat. You wouldn't have this playing in the summertime cruising around. No, this is like sneak up on your old girlfriend. That's why the, you don't have a nice boat in the alley. Kind of. You have poor taste. That's why you don't have. That's, why would you be on a boat in the? This dry, you got the driest drum and the bait. Dun, 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 dun. That's not smooth for a boat. I think sailing Christopher Cross. I think Josie. You know. Josie is yacht rock. Josie's on a vacation. No, not that. Oh. Josie comes home. Oh. Josie. Oh. <laughs> You're talking about Steely Dan. Yeah, yeah. Josie comes home. Right? Is that sailing? Yeah, I guess you could call it that. <laughs> oh, something like that. I like it. Oh, right here. Enough of that. Back to the Hall and Oats. Yeah, so Daryl Hall. Cool. Oats, not some. I don't know much about no Oats. No one talks about Oat. It's all about Hall. Not enough Oat. It's like Raisin Bran. If you're going to buy that, you get to go with the Raisin first. The Bran's the Oat, you know? That's how I feel. It's the filler. Oh, it's good. I don't know much about him. Yeah. But he's there, and he was there, and I think he probably got half the money. Now, Daryl's house is a cool thing. You yeah. Know? Well, that's this version here. Is, um, I can't go from I can't go for that from Daryl's house with CeeLo Green singing. But this is such an awesome... I like this version better than the studio version because it's, like, real. It's not like a drum machine. There's a, a grooving rhythm section. This is what 
made me want to play this song nice. with the boys. Well, yeah, we do a Hall and Oats, and you do a Hall and yeah. Oats. We're all one for one now. I think I've done it. I did Sarah Smile in another band. But as much as we play it, still can't touch the, the funk of this group here. Yeah, no, it's good. I like it. But I guess that's why they're professional studio musicians and we're not. Yeah. Yeah. The recording quality is pretty good, too. Yeah. Now, I'm sure they edited some things. I don't think things went all right. All yeah, the this probably isn't live one take, but pretty solid, though. My girlfriend was lucky enough this year to go down with Chad Daru, a guy that played the, a band with us who's doing quite well. He's got a bluegrass album out, and uh, they played at Daryl's house. That's club, pretty cool. And, uh, that was cool. Yeah, it was neat. Yeah. That's So that's where this... Little video yeah, well, I mean, film. I think there's a couple different locations. Now, I don't necessarily know. That looks like it, but I'd have to really look. But, yeah, like back in the early days, it, it was... It does, because like, of the window in the back. Yeah, that's it. There are other locations, like where I've seen Todd Rungren on the videos, like Hawaii or something, but like on the beach. Wow. Rungren dropped like three octaves on those videos. Yeah. Big Todd Rungren fan, too. Very underrated. That's that whole yacht rock. That well, Todd Rundgren's not yacht rock, but it's that soft, tender, good stuff. Yeah, I mean, just the softer, the softer grooves. They can just give you a nice, their nice warm embrace. That's right. I like you know, that. and you can you can bob your head to it. That's the thing. Like, the more like you listen to the bass line in a lot of them tunes, they're good. Yeah. Good stuff. Not necessarily a ton of notes all the time, but just a nice the pocket. Right notes. Yeah, the right notes. Yep. The right notes. Yeah. We'll have a podcast soon about the right notes. Not that I know. I try to play like 30 in a bar, and then there's a couple right notes. But there's those. You can play two notes. Tim Martuz has told me that a long time ago. Yeah. You know, when I was young. You can play two notes, and it can blow anybody out of the water doing sweeps. And it's true. It's all about where you it will, should go. When it should go. People always talk about like B.B. King, right? He wasn't known for playing a lot of notes. He'd no. just bend bend a note for half a day. A lot of feel. You get a lot out of that. Not that I don't like technicality. I mean, I'm all about... I want to see somebody, you know, break the sound barrier, too, but... There's a time and a place, like everything. A little sailing. Christopher Cross. Now, this is an interesting guy. Um, I think it was 2015 or 2016, but he was, I think, the biggest grossing uh, live act that was going around the world. Now, this is... From Dave Helley's resource, so I don't know if oh. that's true, but Christopher Cross is an unassuming man. He's playing a double neck guitar in this video. He had Eric Johnson on a couple of his tracks, so he. You ever Michael think, McDonald, Eric Johnson, these are class acts. You ever think this guy just gets just rages and screams? Yeah. He doesn't seem like the type of guy to ever raise his voice. I bet he's from Texas. I'm sure he's got a nasty side to him. Christopher Cross is great. If you're a listener of music or uh, just want to go on an old adventure, just throw on a Christopher Cross album. There's a lot of musicality to it. There is. I, I Yeah, it's... Th this type of music, you, it has to be quality playing or else it'll just sound like garbage. There's no distorted guitars to hide behind here. No, it's nice when you have that, but that doesn't need it in this song. Right, and that's yeah. what I'm saying. You have to be... Oh, everything's clean. It's gotta be good playing. Nothing to hide behind here. Those harmonies. I've been talking lately about uh, to some of the singing guests we get up, or singers in general, you know, Aaron or Willis or you. And um, it's much harder to go up vocally and sing something that's emotional or tender. Yeah. It so it takes a lot more balls than to get up there and do, uh, you know, 
the chicken dance, I guess. That's oh no, a no, I, I, I wholeheartedly agree. I would. It's easier in a lot of ways for me to do something that's just like belting out, just like balls to the wall. Because you As can be funny, you can yeah, play it up a bit. But when you're singing, you know, Open Arms by Journey, y- you can't. Yeah. Tiny um, Dancer, even. You tiny know? Dancer. Um, anything, like, slower with phrasing and, like you say, emotion, it's, it's, you're more vulnerable. It's hard to do. And a lot of times the arrangements of those songs is a little more delicate and sparse, so you don't have, again, a wall of sound to kind of fall behind. Um you, you gotta be your phrasing has to be on point your pitch pitch is a lot more important especially well, if it's cleaner yeah and, and if it's long drawn out phrases and your long sustained notes yeah you gotta be cleaner is harder to hide yeah things and I like so cleaner. if there's one thing you can take away from this discussion thus far cleaner is harder <laughs> we got cleaner over the years in many ways um <laughs> But we did, and um, I'm okay with it. Like, I like to get ballsy and heavy if the PA's proper and we're outside and everything, you know. Mm-hmm. But I can't go down to, you know, the, the, the brown shanty and set up a 3,000-watt PA and feel you good about You talked about the thing. brown shanty, like, last, on I mean, another podcast. That's you don't like know a, the brown shanty? Yo, you yeah. keep shouting out the brown shanty. The brown shanty, I believe, burned down. I could be incorrect. I wasn't old enough to drink, but I did go in the brown shanty at, like, 12, 13, with a man named Gary Calk. And Gary Calk played bass in uh, Minus Mike. Yep. And he's a rowdy son of a bitch. And um, he took me to hockey when I was a kid, to Upper Canada Village or somewhere around there. I don't know. Up that way. And he was a cool dude. Rowdy, um, lawless man, but uh, he played bass. So anyway, he bought this goddamn uh, bass, and he went down the brown shanty at like 3 in the afternoon with me at like 12, brought me in and showed off his bass. And I think he probably had a couple drinks and drove me but uh whatever you know but the, that was the brown shanty was near Schuler's. but the brown shanty was notoriously small so that's the joke you know you bring three thousand watts and poor taste here i'm bringing out i yeah brown shanty why can't you do something like time warp would work time warp's a small place yeah i just thought of the brown 000. shanty never got it's to got play good, it it's got a good ring to it the brown shanty and i like that don't you yeah yeah come on down to the brown shanty folks folks we might rebuild it see whoever owned it would <laughs> you know let us take the name i don't know I don't know nothing about it, other than I went in it at 12, and it was really small near Schuler's. Um, Did you get yourself a nice seafood dinner afterwards? No, he didn't want to pay for that. <laughs> he drove into Schuler's, and then he took me. Hey, listen, so I thought of some unassuming shit. Play the song Beth by Kiss. Let's talk about this. Have you ever heard it? The song Beth. God, no. this is going to kill you. It's Kiss. And so I'm going to love that you maybe have never heard this. Anybody who knows Kiss from the outside, see, I wasn't in Kiss Army. Uh, Kiss is not on my top 50 things to ever go to. But whatever, I appreciate Kiss and Gene Simmons, and we all know who they are. But this song is so not Kiss, and I just think it's great. Because good for you, Kiss. I don't know Gene singing. I don't know anything about, there's that Peter Chris, right? And who else was there? Paul Stanley? So, I, Paul, I, I could be wrong. Oh, this is Kiss? Yes, isn't that? I love oh. it. Folks, you're, this is nice. <laughs> God. I did not realize this was Kiss. If you didn't know this was Kiss, folks, you, today it's a magic day. Now you like Kiss. I My can, brain just exploded. The boys are in makeup singing. They are in makeup think. singing this. So yeah, look up the music this video on YouTube. Strange. So this is on Kiss's uh, was this Kiss Army HQ? 
You just type in Beth by Kiss, you'll find yeah. it. God, these people. It's the creepiest. Like, they didn't have to do this, but I appreciate that. They're they kept looking around all time. Oh, no, look. Oh, it's a check. Okay, I thought they. Yeah, this is a video, folks, if you're watching with us here. Nobody is. You will, though. You'll look. <laughs> What was this for? They just wrote this? They just said, I'm going to do this. Good for you, Kiss. Because everything else, I'm not in. They wanted to branch out. They went from Detroit Rock City to this. Dunga, 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 dunga. Tender strings. We should be playing Beth out in a band. Come on, I can see Byer singing you, you this. You guys can play it. Beth, he would. He's got that kind of voice. Beth, Beth what can I do? <laughs> I can't sing like Brian. It's Nobody like can. It's a hill talk. <laughs> it's got hill talk. He is. He's up on those windmills. He's got mm -hmm. a whole, the dialect changes as you hit elevation. It's his old man, and I love hearing him sing La Bamba. You have you ever no, heard him sing I've, La Bamba? No, I've heard oh. Danny Harris do it right now. Baila, baila La Bamba. It's so great. I didn't think anybody else sang that out but Dan Harris and their no, band. No, no, these we, medleys of like we pull the old La Bamba out on occasion. Shake Sonora. Danny does that. <laughs> I like it. Hey, you know what? But Kiss is like, to me, other than Beth, is like ACDC. Except I don't think I can find... ACDC's like, I don't know. Like, I'm not going to it for any... I, I don't even know if I've ever gone to it. But it's there. Sometimes I nod my head. Like, but I can't... Are you an ACDC man? Um, yeah. When I'm in the mood. Oh, how about this? Okay. My buddy, George. Mr. George McDonald. Getting another shout out. He's, a, he's an early adopter of our... Uh, of our podcasts. Yeah, I like to support George. George is a good man. George is a, a, a fan of music. So he showed me this tune by Yoko Ono called, uh, what's it called? No, no, no. How about that? So it's called No, No, No. It's on the album Season of Glass. Look at that album cover. See those glasses? Yeah. Those are the glasses John Lennon was wearing when he got shot on the cover of that album. So... This song and the album, I guess, was like made as part of her grieving process. Or more cynical folks say it's like her trying to make money off it. But this is how it starts. Listen. Starts with gunshots. Four gunshots. Lennon was shot four times. It's creepy. I, now I gotta ask some questions here. Does this been verified? This is about her, John. Yeah. What the fuck is wrong with her? This is, you know, her way artistically, I guess. I I, I can't. I don't know. It's, the music in the background is fucking terrible. Like the gunshots are neat, I guess. They're not neat. <laughs> neat. They're not neat. All right, let's be real. It's all fucking too much for me. There's no tonal center. It's, it's definitely disturbing. It's like this chromatic garbage. I don't know. I'd have to transpose it to take all night. Transcribe it. It's a tritone in there. That's not easy. No. <laughs> so, yeah, what should we sing? Uh, you know, that's up for debate, you know, and a lot of people can say, well, it's just her, it's her, like, being artistic, it's art. That's disturbing. Or she's tone deaf, <laughs> you know? Is it by accident or by design? I don't know. 
But isn't that disturbing? Like, it just starts off with the gunshots and the album cover with his bloody glasses on it and stuff. It's a little disturbing. It's a little too much. Maybe that's how she does things I, when somebody but she cares about guys. I, mean, I just think it's an If you look so at much. looking at the comments on the video, there seems to be, there's that divide. Some people think, well, it's how you how she coped with it. Others say, yeah, that's in poor taste. You know, so I, I feel like you, Aaron. She's never been somebody you could understand anyway in terms of like no. her, what the way she goes about things. But I don't know much about her other than like, you know, she ruined the Beatles, all this shit. But <laughs> I don't really know much about this woman because I just don't take her seriously. Sure. So do you you subscribe to that the theory that Yoko Ono basically broke up the Beatles? I don't know enough. And that's the thing. I guess nobody really does. It's just all the theories and conjecture. But maybe they were all just getting sick of each other by that point. I mean, think of it. They went through a lot. They got really famous. I don't really know. I, I don't. I don't have a broad, I, I know their music, not a lot of their music, but all the things that I guess you should know in the Beatles starter package. But for me, I never really followed a bio of them completely, and yeah. I should, because, you know, there's a very big importance there. Yeah, I've, a, I've said the same thing. Um, now, I remember back in the day, we used to, ah, the Beatles. But really, like, they're, they're pretty great, and they've done a lot for all that paved the way for anything that yeah. we enjoy. When you think back to that era... What was going on musically? They did break a lot of ground, and just not in their song, not only their songwriting, but how they recorded the stuff. They got pretty inventive with yeah. They got the they, sounds they, they made. They kickstarted progressive rock with Moody Blues and yeah. and Pink Floyd yeah, and that psychedelic that. vein, you know. Yeah. Uh, Jesus Christ! Yeah, shot four times, huh? Yeah. Apparently, it was his, what was his name? Mark David Chapman or whatever. I think he shot five times. But only landed four of them. What do you think? Let, let's just get political real quick. What do you think about people just being able to carry guns around and and what? Are, oh, what are, I know gun control is road but, to go down. Yeah, there. it is. But hey, what, we're here for a second. We don't need to go long on this. We could spend a whole podcast on that. I don't know enough, but uh, it's a tough. It's a tough one. Is there a candle burning over there? Or yeah, okay. there's not on fire. No, that's, that's just, part of the atmosphere just, out behind the water tower. I saw a flickering light. Scared you, didn't it? Yeah. Um, no, it's as far as I think people should be able to have. Do you want? Do you have a gun? Do I don't. But uh, I feel like people should have be able to have that option. Now, do I think? Uh, yeah, there should be a process. Um, there has to be a thorough process. Um, make sure you're not a psycho, you know. But everyone should be able to protect themselves. There needs to be. Some management on it, right? We can't. It can't just be the wild west, but it's complicated, man. There's no easy answer, or else some there'd already be a perfect solution if there's an easy. You know, answer. we need to have statistics here for everyone going to go down this road. Yeah, in terms of the numbers and and that's with statistics only. Yeah. Well, they say the statistics for everything, and you can skew things to help you prove your own point. From I mean, what I I've heard. Gun fatalities in the United States are the highest here than any other country. Sure. Am I right? I don't know. I've, I've, I'd I've have heard to look that. that up. I'm not well enough researched either, but I have. And heard we're that. the most open with them, I believe, right? Yeah. And we have more than anybody else. Um, yeah, it's something we should do a research on. I'm right with you on this to, to conclude this before we know some facts. Get people all riled up. You know, we're in conservative gunslinging <laughs> northern New York. We're you can't take them out, guns. Those boys ain't. Nobody's taking your guns. We're just talking. I don't know everything. People don't want to hear us on that anyway. They just want to hear us. They're going to do what the hell they're going to do. Sing one of those stupid jingles you do. Make a... Sweet Capones. Let's do one on gun control. (laughs) (laughs) It was like Abe is on his way, part two. Dude, we'll talk about uh, personal hygiene next time. It's just, you know...
but shot him four times. <laughs> A weather channel sweet capones folks you know our sponsors dick dandy's delicatessen and small arms uh which uh they purchased their own theme uh little instrumental bit where you sing that they want you to improv it okay and then um always wacky wally's firewood anytime anywhere he uh he's a platinum level sponsor so he doesn't get it to it yet we're still we're right that when he wants it crafted with an orchestra and all this shit and then and then of course <laughs> sweet capones and uh so we we get liberties here with sweet capones we're going to go a little weather channel on it. You all right? That a loop sure. in there. You'll get an idea. Okay. All right. Just... Well, it's like Mr. Rogers. You like, like that? I like the swirl, folks? Can you yeah. hear that? Is that like one of those Leslie speakers or whatever? Like In a like, sense, yeah. On an electric piano. It reminds me of rotating. A... It's rotating. Yeah. Yeah. Reminds me of a set of vibes. So we'll go... Um... Improv something, I guess. Delicatessen Specials for the whole family Salmonella salad $4.99 a pound Come and get the sausage It's freshly ground You don't have to Cook your dinner tonight Uncle Sweet Capone done it right sweet capones since 1962 sweet capones coming right for you if you don't like your meal tonight I just love that sound. I'm that, sorry. that was nice. I don't we, think we, we, we sounded good doing it, <laughs> but I like that. It's a nice little electric piano. Yeah. It just makes me think of Mr. Rogers. I think his is a little drier. No, that's Phaser. That's like a Steely Dan kind of. Kid Charlemagne? That ain't it, but. If we want to really drive ourselves insane recording songs, we should try and do a Steely Dan tune. <laughs> yeah, so oh we should God. talk about what we did tonight. Yeah, let's we're actually know a good of your time. Yeah, because we're, we're about 23 minutes in. So, a part of what we've been doing here, I guess Gene and I decided, well, let's get together and talk. But <laughs> <laughs> we've got, I've got this iPad here that has GarageBand on it. So, we're like, well, let's record some tunes that we like and um, just try and do things that we can't necessarily do when we play them live or whatever. Just play around with the, the recording software that's GarageBand. So, um,. We spent a couple a couple hours working on the tune that we're going to just debut tonight, I guess. It's uh, Eurythmics. That's right. Uh, what's the name of it? Sweet Dreams are made of this. Made of this or these? I think it's this on the actual title. Oh. I think they messed up or someone no got shit. creative. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, so we did our own little version of it. And um, ah, it's still not. Could have done it a million times yeah, to make it I better, mean, but we we had to get chill on the road. You know, right, not, with this is not releasing a disc. Right, the first tune we did was really raw and just really off the cuff, which we did Breakfast in America, and that was just like first take all the way through. This one we actually had to put some more effort in just because of this. Just in, yeah, 
the type okay, of song, the type of song that this is, it's just eighties and it needs a lot of production. So we did multiple takes, multiple tracks. Um, tried to flesh it out. Did a lot of harmonies. We had uh, Aaron Fulton sing, take the lead on it. Um, so we we had to like record it to a click I track. I had one take on my last solo. Then I that's like I could have done it again, but Mark smiled so much that I thought I'm gonna keep this. Thing. Yeah, sometimes. It, it, Hopefully you'll pick up on this, but the type of solo, the lead in that, I just felt like needed a little bit of that spontaneity, just the reckless abandon, um, especially the last solo. And I think I just thought you captured it perfectly on that first one. You nice. went for it. You you weren't overthinking it. I think you can. Uh, I think all of us can get in our own way when you know that the, you know the red light's on and you got to not suck. And I think you, you 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 hold back. I need to record more. I mean I. I don't even, I could probably count on both my hands how many times I've actually recorded sure. in some kind of professional capacity. So it's, it's a learning experience well, as much as I play. Well, you know, we're, you, the process is right. though in some yeah, ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but playing lives would, you know. Yeah. I don't think I could ever catch up to recording as much as I've ever played live. And they're different because you have to sacrifice these overdubs. You have to sacrifice uh, these parts that you're not going to get when you record. Right. But you also have to think, and for us it was like, well, you know, my main lick there, that bum, 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 bum. It's kind of a cheesy, I, I believe the original is probably an arpeggiator or a motion synth of some sort from the 80s where it's layered. I was pretty bare balls. I don't even know, you know. If bare it's even balls. A, whatever. It was just, what it, but it was more industrial and I thought like we did a good job with it with Aaron. And uh, I liked it. It was cool. Like, but we'll call it an interpretation. How about that? Yeah. I mean, we've never been ones to really try and replicate something exactly we well yeah 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 i know for me it comes down to just being lazy yeah it's close enough well, and on top freedom, of it right? unless it's like you know for me like a a head in a jazz piece or an epic prog tune or a queen tune or something with an iconic lick if i can't hum it back after listening to it 50 times yeah who it's gives not, a shit it's not that important yeah Plus, we took some liberties with the structure. Mm-hmm. But I was more proud of this than the Super Tramp. Absolutely. And uh, you were patient. Yeah. So, and we learned more. We learned more about, well, I learned how to do things a little bit more efficiently on the app. And, um, yeah, so on and so forth. So We want to try to get a guest next week. I think we're going to go with old uh, Super Josh, if we can get him up here, right? Yeah, well, he's, George he's a one tough one to get. Other. Yep, buddy George. Uh, we could probably we could probably what bring him. What the hell is that? <laughs> That's terrible. Farm animals. We could probably get Willis in at some point. Um, then we can get into some richer debates or yeah. some richer th- topics other than music. But uh, for now, got to do some research before we get in here flapping our gums. But, um, you know, it should be fun. Yeah, so listen to this tune, The Eurythmics, Sweet Dreams. Uh, tell us what you think. Please tell your friends about this podcast. It's going to change lives. And watch out for that bullfrog. Sweet.